0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer
1: revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So this morning, my message is you have to sit up and pay attention. No, that's not the title. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Whether you like to know it or not, you're in a constant battle. Not only people that are born again, but those that are not saved as well. They are hopeless. Sometimes people will say, well, when I gave my life to Jesus, all hell broke loose. No, my brother, you were facing hell in any case. You just didn't know it. And hell was heading your way in any case. Well, people will say, I gave up so much to follow Jesus. As a matter of fact, you gave up nothing. You absolutely gained the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, and you gained your name. is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So no matter what you are facing, I want you to take heart. You keep a grip on hope because God has not abandoned you. And this will be your year of God's divine orchestrated breakthrough. Say amen in Jesus' name. But there's some things we have to know and there are some things we have to do because with every breakthrough, there's a God part and there's a man part. So I want to talk to you and this is a reality check for all of us. Every human being should understand what I'm about to talk about this morning. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the plans, the devices, the strategies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So uh, the other person across the town is not your problem. The other member in the church is not your problem. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, what you are experiencing is in the natural dimension. But the origin of that that battle is in the spirit dimension. And you have to deal with the origin if you want to see a change in the natural. So he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Four categories of demonic powers. Against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I want to read the Message Bible. So it, say, it puts it differently, and I know some people don't like the Message Bible, but bear with me this morning, because it paints a perfect picture of an ongoing battle that we all have. Verse 10, he says, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and He wants you to be strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials, better than your Glock or your AR-15 and put them to use so you will be able to stand up against everything the devil throws your way. This is no weekend war. That we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. So be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. So take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still stand on your feet and you'll recover. I may add, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. So, you know, we're never gonna get casual in this warfare because we're in a battle. We are never gonna take a back seat. We are in a battle. You cannot fight by the way. You cannot serve God by the way and think you will have victory. You have to understand that you're engaged in a struggle, in a battle, and you have an opponent, an adversary. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So one of the greatest tactics of deception of any enemy is to make you think he's not there is to infiltrate you subtly and to neutralize you from within because then you don't fight so we want to talk about satan's tactics and we want to talk about how to overcome him whether you're 12 years old whether you're 25 years old whether you're 30 years old 50 years old it doesn't matter this is written to every believer that you are in a battle, in a battle for your soul, in a battle for your children, in a battle for your marriage, in a battle for your health, in a battle for your, for your future, in a battle for the kingdom of God. We are all engaged in a battle, not a weekend war, not a by the way war. And either we have the initiative or the enemy has the initiative. If you follow the war in Ukraine, which is a tragedy, and you study the map, you will see how sometimes the Russian forces gain ground and then the Ukrainian forces attack and they push the Russian forces back. And when the war started, what did Ukraine cry out for? Whether you believe Russia, Ukraine, I don't care, I'm not talking politics now, although everything in the world is political, let me just say that. Um, What did the Ukrainians cry out for? We want weapons from the West to counter the attack of the enemy. We need the right weapons so that we can take back what we have lost. You cannot be attacked and do nothing and say Jesus did it all. He did. And though you are seated in a place of victory beside Christ, you have to enforce the devil's defeat from a place of victory. Say Amen and give the Lord a praise in this house. Hallelujah. So I want to read again. He says, learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's Word is an indispensable weapon. Your first weapon is the Word of God. We'll talk about that again tonight. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. I'm going to go slow, slow and teach. Pray hard and long. Uh, James chapter 5, we saw the Bible says, James rightly says, If any man suffering, let him pray. And then he speaks about the, the, the power that is made available through prayer and how prayer releases the hand of God. And I understand when you go through a battle, the last thing you feel like is praying. But my brother, and my sister, for us who come from a military background, and yes, it's uh, a person I highly respect when I was uh, infantryman in M- MLW. He was a captain and I was a moeilijke man <laughs> And he uh, And we learned about the enemy. Can you fight out? We learned about the weapons of warfare. And we learned how to uh, apply and outsmart the enemy. Otherwise we would suffer losses. In the same way God says, I've given you my word as weapon number one. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will quench every fiery dart of the enemy. That's why this Christianity cannot be done by the way. Satan will play fur fur with you. Sorry, yo-yo, ding bat, big dipper. Up and down. Because you are doing this Christian thing by the way. And you cannot because you're engaged in a warfare. You have an opponent that is looking for a gap that is seeking to gain advantage. So when we pray or when we become prayerless, we become powerless. Prayer is the number one weapon God gave us to defuse the plans of the enemy against us. So prayer cannot be a thought. Prayer cannot be a discussion. Prayer is something we have to do. He says, pray hard. And pray long. Now, if you've never prayed, I I suggest you start at five minutes. Because five minutes will seem long. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? When I started uh, uh, initially um, in my walk with the Lord. And I heard about praying in tongues. I would go like Elijah, put my head between my knees. And I would pray. Pray. And then I thought half an hour had gone by. Then it's like three minutes. For me, that was long. But thank God I started. I learned. So, so so, don't be discouraged and think, I don't have hours to pray. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to talk to God. Begin to include God in your conversation. Begin to pray over your business. Begin to pray over your children. Lay your hands on your children when they go to bed and speak the blessing of God over them. Call things that be on us though they were. You have to. Pray long and hard and use your shield of faith as your defence and prayer as a weapon that God has given you. He says, pray for your brothers and your sisters. Thank God He answers prayer, amen. Otherwise, where would we be? Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So recently God talks to me and he says we have to increase and intensify prayer on all levels for the church, CRC, but also in South Africa. The early church in Acts chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says, During this period, King Herod incited persecution against the church, causing great harm to the believers. After this COVID and during COVID, a lot of harm was caused to the believers, to all people but also to Christians, and we are in a recovery, rebuilding phase, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially. Can you say amen today? Because you will recover. So the church went into a season of intense intercession, asking God to free Peter that was in prison. So Ephesians 6 makes it very clear that we are engaged in an ongoing spiritual battle, whether you like to know it or not. You're in a war. When I was 16 years old, I got my call-up papers, and I was instructed to clear in. There's not an English word for that. What is the English word, Jack? Because you went the army as well. Did you not join? You, that was not joining the army. You were forced, okay. 803-01-45 BG. I never knew what the BG was, my luister, Amherstek Pastor Stein, i jou was We saw the military trucks ride around everywhere, and I think my generation has an understanding of warfare. And I think this generation maybe doesn't have an understanding that there is a struggle, there is a battle. And the battle in the spiritual is more real than any battle in the natural. If you could see what's happening in Ukraine now, you would see thousands, tens of thousands of angels, hundreds of thousands of angels, and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of demonic uh, forces that are behind that battle. Every world ruler is influenced by a spirit being. Every person. I mean, if you and you on a Friday night, you're sitting all alone, and suddenly you get uh, a, a thought, I want to go to the club, to the Groenwevel. Where does that thought come from? So every attack, and this is something you have to get, otherwise, you will attack people back in the natural. Any attack has to be diffused in the spirit dimension, and that is praying. Not just praying, Father, destroy my enemies, or not just not praying, Father, destroy my enemies, but rather pray in the Holy Ghost, according to Romans 8, verse 26 to 28. We are so caught up in this natural world, especially with our smartphones and our iPads, television that we forget we are spirit beings. We're not human beings. we spirit beings mastering a human experience. But one day your human experience stops. Your spirit man will go to be with the Lord or go in eternal separation from God, a place of darkness with His weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we are so focused on everything we see that we forget that we are actually spirit beings and that we are actually engaged in a spiritual warfare, not a spiritual picnic. I know we all wanna jump and shout hallelujah and praise is also a weapon that God gave the church. But if you get an understanding of this, I promise you Sunday morning, like you did this morning, you will get your kids out of church or out of bed. You will get your spouse out of the bed and you will get yourself in the house of God. Cause Satan will try to do everything to steal The weapons God has given you. You disarm an army, they cannot fight against you. A wordless generation will be a powerless generation. So Sunday should not be an option to get yourself in the house of God. If you're way on business, watch the television and to invest into your children spiritually, because they are spirit beings as well, okay? That rebellion that wants to manifest, you have to deal with it spiritually and sometimes make them a sergeant or a corporal, okay? That's according to the Bible, not the government. The Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now I'm gonna get myself in trouble with politicians, but I'm gonna say what God says. God says, uh, you know, when you lay your hands on your child, do not despair for their crying, for in beating them you will save their soul from hell. That's what the Bible says. So I, I made my kids sergeants many times. So so they they had a Paul experience. I didn't abuse them. I just warmed them. Because there's a divine connection between a child's bum and a child's mind. I don't know why. Your bum is not just there to sit on. Right? Something happens when there's there's, there's warmth inflicted on your tail. Suddenly your brain opens up. Please, psychologists, say amen according to the word of God. You know, um, I I wasn't a good teenager. I was very rebellious, etc. Instead standard nine, I bunked 90 days, didn't go to school. I was never in a mathematics class, bunked every day of my life. Eventually, people thought I wasn't in school anymore. And they took me to a psychiatrist, sat me down. The principal, Mr. Falstead, who's now part of our church in Bloomingdale, that's our honor and respect greatly, had tea with me to see what my psychological problems were. And... As a 16-year-old then, I outsmarted all of them with, oh, my parents went through a divorce when I was head boy and and, and, and I played this victim. But I wasn't. I was just manipulating them. I was just manipulating them. That's me. I don't say your child. I say me, me, me. That's what I did. I had the devil in me with my, you know, don't be too. uh, 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 uh." So what happened? After the tea drinking session and the psychiatrist uh, session, which I don't discourage people going to psychiatrists, Christian psychiatrists, Christian psychologists that will use the Word of God together with medication if you need that. I bunked another 40 days. I think I have that record, okay? In Standard 9 in Great College. And two of my best friends were expelled out of school. I'm not bragging about it. I'm trying to say something. Then the principal, Johan Ains calls me in. He was an ex-wrestler. He said, look, Dad, you're a groot man, you're a big man. Now I'm going to track my bike and we forget the principle. And I and I are going to get together. Because you're working on your on the foot. He said, but I can't do it as your principal. But what I'm going to do, I'm now going to hit you. Like you've never been hit in your life. And he gave me a choice of three rods. and I had to sign in a big black book that I take responsibility that if I bunk again I will sign myself out of school I had to take the responsibility and something registered when those blows hit me He hit me, then he spoke to me. Then he hit me, then he spoke to me. Then he hit me, then he spoke to me. Then he hit me, then he spoke to me. Then he hit me. I said, I get it, I'll sign. I'll sign, I take responsibility. And when I took responsibility, my nonsense stopped. Now listen, before you go all wild on social media, I'm not saying go hit the children in school. Please, please, I'm not saying it because there are laws against it. I'm saying what caused my ears to open. That it wasn't a soft little conversation because there was rebellion in my heart that you could not discuss out of my heart. And thank God my parents, my mother prayed, my grandmother prayed and that ultimately caused me to come to Christ. But, but I was a young man that was engaged in the world and somebody had to pray me out of the world and get me back into the Kingdom of Light. Can you say Amen today in Jesus' Name? So we have to wake up to this reality. Your children are in a spiritual battle. No matter how it manifests in the natural. Your husband, your wife, your colleague at work. You are engaged. It's no good saying God has defeated the devil and you don't have to do anything. No. As God raised Jesus and elevated Him to heavenly places, Ephesians chapter 2 makes it clear that we are exalted with Jesus to heavenly places. So we are in a place of victory. And in that place, we are called to enforce the devil's defeat through prayer. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, you haven't chosen this war. This war has chosen you. The Ukrainians never chose the war. The war chose them. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So who is the one that you will attack? The one that is unprepared. The one that is asleep. The one that doesn't know his authority and the one that doesn't have his weapons ready for use. says resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. The Passion Translation says that your brothers around the world, believers around the world are experiencing the same kinds of trouble you have to endure. The reality is we are all facing something. The devil's deception is you're the only one. The devil's deception is to get you isolated because if he isolates you from the herd, he can annihilate you. Your safety is in numbers. Your safety remains being part of the local church. Like the lion, when he wants to attack the zebra and the zebras are together, he gets confused because there's strength in numbers. We have to stand together like never as believers in Jesus' Name. And our focus should not be against one another, but like a herd of buffaloes, we have to look outward and keep the lion at bay in Jesus' Name and protect the weak and stand our ground with the weapons God gave us. Truth, faith, salvation, righteousness, prayer, the Word of God, defending, holy ground, but also defending our territory that God has given us, our livelihood, our businesses, our homes, our marriages, our children, our emotions, our physical bodies against sickness and disease. God has given us the power through prayer to neutralise the plans of the devil. So we have to pray like never. I'll say it again and again and again, until you begin to pray like you've never prayed in your life. Ephesians 6 verse 18 again, the Bible says praying always with all prayer and supplication. The passion translation pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. The message Bible says in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and pray long. pray for your brothers and sisters, don't talk about them, don't gossip about them, don't slander them. Pray for your business. Pray for your husband. Pray over your children in Jesus' Name. So we have the authority over all the power of the devil. But we have to use the authority. We have to use this weapon that God gave us. Paul makes it very clear. Because we are engaged in a spiritual battle, we have to stand strong. That means we have to stay as watchmen. I'm going to talk about it tonight. We have to keep our God up. We have to remain vigilant in Jesus' Name. Listen again. This is not a weekend war. This is not a by-the-way war. This is not some Friday night experience and then again you do whatever you want to do. Satan as a roaring lion walketh about 24-7 in our time frame seeking whom he may devour. So we have to stand with the resolution. We have to stand with resilience. We have to stand strong and courageously. We have to stand with our feet firmly planted on the Word of God. We have to stand understanding that our enemy is real. Understand his tactics, deception, division, dissension, discouragement, strife, the attack of Satan. We have to close our ranks. Go back to your home cells. Go fellowship with other believers. Because we just read, you are far, you are are up against far more than you can handle on your own. You need your brothers and your sisters to stand with you in an ongoing warfare. No man can win a battle by himself. We stand together. We stand united. You have to stand praying in the Spirit because this is a battle that you are born into. The day you are born into the earth as a human being, not the day you get saved. The day you get saved, you become aware of this battle, this enemy that is out to destroy your life, your future, every promise, every plan of God, Satan wants to destroy. He doesn't have a good thought against you. And if you think, I don't have a white handkerchief, uh, ignoring the enemy, he's gonna ignore you. No, you're just making yourself an easy target. Waving a white handkerchief is not going to cause the enemy to back off from you. No, my brother, no, my sister. He just sees an easy target and he sends one of his minor little devils to harass you and to trip you up and to put the same thought in your mind that trips you up every time, that gets you on the same road of self-destruction every time. He knows you. You better get to know his tactics. He knows you. God knows you the best. The person that knows you second best is the devil. I'm sorry to tell you. You don't want to hear about the devil, but you can't fight a battle and not know who your enemy is. The one thing about this devil is he's committed. He's not asleep. He's the one that plots and schemes against you. So you need to know how to resist him stand against Him, push Him back. You have to use the authority God gave you through the Word and through prayer. So seriously, Christianity is far more than having a good time on a Sunday. Yeah, we come to be inspired, we come to build our faith, we come to worship God, because that's what the Bible says, right? Because we Bible-believing believers, The Word of God is exalted above the name of God. So we respect the Word of God that says, neglect not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. We serve God according to the Word of God. We build our lives on the Word of God. We do not serve God in season and out of season. We serve God all the time. Come on, I'm talking to the believers here this morning. Say amen. I'm talking to those of you that are totally committed. So, Hear me clearly again. Every opposition you're experiencing as it's origin in the spirit dimension. You have to learn how to deal with the force behind the attack. Whether it's your child that's suddenly rebellious, whether it's your financial flow that is suddenly waning in your business, whether it's strife in your marriage, whatever it is, there is an attack against you. Amen. Amen. You're in the army now. Yeah, you're in the army now. You're in the army now. You're in the army. You're in the army. You can't be asleep. You're in the army. You're a soldier. You have to stand. You have to enforce the devil's defeat. We're not trying to beat the devil, but we have to enforce his defeat. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4 Bible says he's the God of this world. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, 2 verse 2 says he's, he's the prince of the power of the air. So people who say Satan has no authority in this world, they know what they're talking about. He has authority in the world system, the cosmos, where you are operating. You're not of this world. You're of a different world, God's kingdom, but you're operating in this world, cosmos, where Satan is the God of this world, where Satan is causing the chaos and confusion. Because people say, well, how's God doing this? Well, God's not the God, G-O-D, small letters, of this world, cosmos. God is Lord of a different kingdom. So when you are born again, you are born out of this cosmos, out of this world system. But you still have to learn to operate in this world system that is under the domain of Satan. So this one world rule, the one world new order, the scheming, the plotting of, of, of these people that control the whole world, that control governments, etc. Who do you think are sitting behind these people? It's not some smart human being. It's principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, that want to control this world and establish a new world order and destroy humanity. Cause Satan hates humanity. He doesn't care about the poor people in Ethiopia. That's why these rich people, these world rulers do not care about the poor and the suffering. All they will do is push their agendas to divide humanity more and more and more. And that is the devil behind it. So if we want to see change in South Africa, we have to pray for revival in South Africa. And we have to pray that God will remove the unrighteous from positions of government and God will put the righteous in positions of government. And I'm not gonna get you there, but I'm gonna show you the power of prayer when believers pray how God will remove those who do not serve His purpose in a nation and how God will raise up those who will serve His purpose in in, in a nation. God ultimately is in control and He determines the future of what happens in the nations of the world. But He needs us to pray. He needs us to pray. He needs us to pray, not criticize the government. We have to pray, my brother and my sister. We have to pray for our nation. We have to pray for our young people. We have to pray for our government. We have to pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for being with us this morning. One gospel, God loves you. maybe you don't know praise TV, maybe you don't know what to do. Just begin to pray to your Father in Jesus' name. He hears your prayer. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them a hand. You know, believers will begin to pray and get their confession in line with their prayer. They'll see God operating. But you cannot pray for the government and then criticize them. It's not going to work. You cannot pray for your husband and talk about your husband negatively. You cancel your prayer. You neutralise your prayer. You confuse your angel because he doesn't know what you're believing. You can't pray for your business and then go home and say, Honey, I, I don't know that this is going to work. You can't pray one thing and say another thing. They go together. You have to make up your mind what it is that you believe and put your your prayer and your confession in agreement with your belief. You can't pray one thing and say something else. Make sense? So I have to close and go to Johannesburg because that service starts exactly now. I don't just run out here to go suck my thumb. These thousands and thousands of people already there starting in like 25 seconds that service starts and then I have to get there somehow and start preaching there in 30 minutes. So my life is busy. So... um. You have to deal with the force behind the attack. That means you have to discern. And you're not going to discern by yourself. You'll get into deception by yourself. Because we all have blind spots. It's when the the buffalo gets isolated that the lions come for him, right? It's when the strong male lion gets isolated from the other five brothers that the hyenas come. I want to say to strong men out there that are still watching me, please get yourself back in a church. Get yourself back into fellowship with other believers. In Jesus' name, no man is an island unto himself. You need the church. You need your brothers and your sisters around you to watch out, to see what you cannot see, to pray for you and to defuse the plan of the enemy against your life. Say amen. The same for the cistern. Cistern. Not sister sister in. My brethren and my sister. So you can't jump around from church to church. You need to get planted. Of course, you build relationships, people get to know you, people know your strengths, they need your weaknesses, they know where you are prone to being attacked. Bible says who isolates himself, rages against all wise counsel and seeks his own desire. Satan will take you out by yourself. Listen to me. I don't care how strong you were. He'll set you up. He'll destroy you with your hallelujah just because you're in isolation. So you cannot fight a spiritual battle with carnal means. You have to go back to the Bible, apply the Bible, do the Bible, live the Bible. Pray the Bible. It's your only defence. You cannot say the Bible says but. No. The Bible, the Word is exalted above the name of God. You want God's blessing, you need to obey the Word of God. That's not a legalistic statement. That's a statement of protection. Because you have authority through the Word. Not by virtue of being a Christian. So 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5, the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Hallelujah. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now we're going to talk about this. Satan's main area of attack is your thought life. if if, if you can't get your thoughts controlled, you're always going to be up and down, etc. Because the place of attack is your mind. Because everything starts in your mind. Every decision starts in your mind. Thoughts of victory, thoughts of failure. Thoughts of encouragement, thoughts of discouragement. Everything starts in your mind. The greatest battle begins in your mind. And from there, whatever your response is in your mind, the rest will be determined. When the enemy comes to attack you, and rather than yield to that temptation, attack, you lift up the shield of faith. Which is, you don't feel like doing it, but you have to do it. And you have to replace the old negative thought with a positive thought with the Word of God. A thought of inferiority with a thought of confidence or confidence rooted in your Christ identity. So it all goes back to the Word of God. You have to know the Word of God. You have to be rooted in the Word of God, grounded in the Word of God, because the Word of God is the basis that you operate from. Are you listening to me? And, and, and I mean, when, when we were in the military, they trained us for a whole year to prepare us for a year on the border. We were trained for a year to prepare us for a year's battle. And then every camp you did, you were retrained again and you were sharpened again and you were taught again, no matter what your rank was, the basics of warfare so that you could stay in a place, in a position of victory. This is not a weekend war, my brother and my sister. I don't mean to to put fear upon you, I mean to wake you up because the Bible says, be sober. Be vigilant, be wakey-wakey for your adversary, your opponent, walketh about as, not is, as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. We cannot be asleep. We cannot do this by the way, more than ever. There is an attack against humanity, against our world, and more than ever, we need to be in a place of prayer and in the Word to strengthen our faith and to exercise our authority and to push these forces of darkness back and regain the territory that we may have lost. Between our ears, emotionally, physically, relationally, financially, you can regain and you can experience God's breakthrough, but God needs you to do your part. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Finally, my brother and my sister, you be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Verse 18, praying always, all manner of prayer. There is no option, there is no option. Or your bitterness, your unforgiveness, your resentment, will overwhelm you and overcome you and you don't even realize that if you have bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment in your heart that you have neutralized yourself because God cannot answer your prayer. Especially pastors, you can have no resentment, no bitterness, no unforgiveness. Because the Bible says he forgives us as we forgive and if we harbor any iniquity, the Lord doesn't hear us. You cannot allow any form of bitterness. Resentment. That's what the Bible says. Don't act all spiritual. This is when you come to the altar. Leave your gift. Go to your brother. Be reconciled. Don't play the spiritual game. You be reconciled. You get off your arrogance. Get rid of your bitterness. Or Satan will take you out. Even if you think the other person deserves it, you become the target. Matthew 18, the tormentors will come for you because you refuse to forgive your brother, you refuse to forgive your sister. Wake up, you're in a spiritual battle, put your pride, there's no place for pride, put it away and get real. Your life is real, your future is real, this battle is real, you go and play games, can't play spiritual games emotional games get real
0: forgive those who sinned against you get up holy spirit we honor you lord we know that when we are given in the spirit of prayer we can transform ourselves from a vessel of dishonor to a vessel of honor Lord, we know that when we have your word and we are men and women of prayer, we will become too powerful and too dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. This morning we come before you, God Almighty, in Jesus' mighty name. If we've been in a place where we've abandoned prayer and we have not prayed like we used to pray, we ask you this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. That you'll set us alight again, Lord. You'll give us a heart that is on fire. In Jesus' mighty name. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. all eyes, Every, every eyes are closed and every believer is praying in this house. We know that God has called us. For a bigger purpose. God has called us. For something very greater than ourselves. And one of those things that God has called us. Is to become faithful soldiers of God. The soldiers and the men that will be reliable. That will be trustworthy. a men and women that will not abandon the call of God upon their life. You see, when we want to use the weapon of warfare that God has given to us, He has to have your heart, he has, to have, he has to have your life. Because you see, if God cannot have your heart and doesn't have your life, you will not even be able to use the weapons of warfare that God has given to us. So this morning, if you are sitting here, you say, Pastor, I used to pray, but I have abandoned the call. I have walked away from... From what God has called me to do, you have come to the right place this morning. Maybe you used to pray every morning, every evening. I don't know. Maybe you used to lead your family as a priest in your house, but you have abandoned that call of God upon your life. Maybe you used to serve in the church, in a home cell, Sunday ministries, but something has happened in your life, and you've walked away from what God has called you to do. But this morning, before we go home, God is knocking in your heart and is calling you back and saying, my son, I'm looking for you to come back. You've abandoned the call, I've called you, but you've drawn cold. But I want you to be at the place that I've called you to do. Maybe you came here and one pastor was preaching and you realized that you've wandered away from God. You've drawn cold, something had happened in your life, maybe in your family, and you thought God is not there. I can tell you when those things happen in your life, God was there, because you see the enemy will always come and and do certain things to us, because the only aim of the enemy in our life is to kill and de- steal and destroy, but also to remove the image of God upon our in our in our minds, because when the image of God is removed, we see as if God has abandoned us. So I'm speaking to every man, every woman in this place, and. And you know God has called you to a bigger purpose. And you know that this morning you have to commit your life back unto Him again. So that He can use you. Because the minute when God is you're giving your life to God, then God can use you. He's going to open up your spiritual eyes so that you can see what others can't see. He will open up your spiritual ears so that you can hear what others don't. So this morning, if you are here in this place and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life back to God. I want to be back to what God has called me to do as an intercessor, maybe I don't know. Maybe as a husband, you've abandoned the call to become a priest in your house. But this morning, God is talking to you as we've been worshiping as Pastor was praying and, and teaching the word of God and God is talking to you. This morning, we want to help you to get you back into the front line to get you back to the place of strength, to get you back to what God has called you to do. But that is what comes when you give your life to Him and He becomes your Lord and your Savior. This morning, if it's you right here in Pretoria, on, online on Facebook, if it's you right here, please raise up your hand and say, I'm coming back home. I've abandoned the call. I want to come back home. I want to right now, immediately, raise your hand right now. In Jesus' mighty name. There at the balcony, raise your hand. In the name of Jesus. On the ramp of my right, raise your hands. If you want to give your life to the Lord this morning. The ground floor, God is looking at you. He's calling you this morning. Say, my son, I want you, to, I want you, to, I want you to, to give your life to me. I want you to be my Lord, to your Lord and your Savior. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. God wants to communicate with you. God wants to communion with you but he can only do that when he's got your heart and he's got your life. Amen. Amen. Family, God is watching from the heavens and the angels are rejoicing in heaven. You see, what you are doing today, you are changing your life around. You are changing your life around. Once you've prayed that prayer this morning, the Bible says you qualify yourself to become the partaker of God's inheritance. Then you can come boldly before the throne room of God and say, Father, as a son, as your daughter, I'm asking you. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to repeat after me confidently and boldly. Say, Father, this morning, I give my life you. I believe with all my heart that you've died for me on the cross. This morning I know that all my sins are forgiven. You are my Lord and my Savior. From today every step every moment that I will take it will be for you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.